This is Four Girls, One Podcast. All right, Beth, watch the president. This is Kristen from Maine. I was hoping those butt cracks would be blooming. <laughs> Jamie from Kentucky. I don't think I've ever had a peach. So- Amber from Indiana. <laughs> I was a big liar when I was a kid. And Kat from Alberta. We're all here. I used to always get my pizzas with ham and green olives. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> I used to buy, like... I used to buy like those uh, like oven pizzas, like Totino's pizzas or whatever. And I would get the, I would get the Canadian bacon ones and then get olives and like slice them myself. And put them on it. Oh, oh my god! Oh, oh. Canadian bacon! <laughs> it's just ham. <laughs> so in Canada, do you guys have Canadian bacon? Well, we call it pinot. What? <laughs> This is the most shocking thing you've said so far. <laughs> Pino? No, P-mail. P- How do you spell that? Mail. P-E. Oh, I have to look it up, actually. <laughs> Are you I saying p mail like a kitty cat noise at the end? <laughs> so P-E-A-M-E-A-L. P-mail. Pea meal, yeah, but <laughs> pea bacon. That's what that's what I think that you guys think is <laughs> Canadian I bacon. Was, I thought it was just ham. <laughs> it's a ham, but it has like um, I don't know what's on it. It's like a maybe a cornmeal on it, hmm. and you can like fry it up. It's really good with poached eggs. Well, yeah, that does sound good, but it doesn't sound sound. like what's on the dollar pizza. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) So what are we, uh, so we're reading stories, internet stories, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I chose a couple stories off of uh, that subreddit, Let's Not Meet. So they should be be true. Yeah. 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 Super spooky. (laughs) Yeah. True stories are always like the spookiest. Have you guys ever, did you ever see that show, uh, One Step Beyond? No. I think that it was like a predecessor to the Twilight Zone, but the twist on it was like, it was all true stories, you know, where the Twilight Zone was just like whatever stories, you know? Oh, creepy. But they cover like a bunch of stuff, you know, like haunted houses and like kid getting lost, like in a different dimension like in a wall oh. like that's the ones that like stand out to me i guess right they talk about like uh like peter herkos peter herkos i don't remember uh, that. he was like a like a psychic guy and it's uh who stephen king based like the dead zone on oh, like he had a traumatic okay. brain injury and then whenever he woke up he like knew things no kidding type deal i've looked into that and there's all like a lot of skepticism surrounding that guy. <laughs> but still, cool stories, you know? Like, they had a story on there about a guy who, like, uh, figured out how to make gas, like, gasoline out of water or make a car be able to run on water. But he, like, would fill a gas, like, filled this dude's gas tank up with water and then put, like, this pill in it. And then, you know, the guy was able to start up his car. Yeah. So then he goes to, like, Ford or whatever car company to, like, try to sell this idea, I guess. I think I've heard this story. And uh, he brings, like, just enough for them to, like, start a motor and run it for, like, three minutes or something. 
so that that way there wouldn't be any left over, you know, for them to take. Yeah. Anyway, so they try it out. The scientists or whoever are like talking about it in a room. And then whenever they go out to get the guy, he's just like gone and no one ever hears from him again. Yes. 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 <laughs> you remember the story I told you about the um, hill people who were going to ask me to pro- re- uh, procreate with them? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like <laughs> the, on that your, crazy your road guy. trip thing. Yeah, that was one of the stories he told us, and that this oh, guy, after he went to the he went to the patent office, he um his house was built bulldozed over, and his whole family disappeared, and no one ever heard from them again. <gasps> yes. <laughs> so don't do anything good for the world. Right? Yeah. It does not. <laughs> Don't, don't try to help fix the people, problem. especially poor people. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I got out of it. Right. And that's why I'm a social worker, because I took it to heart. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll luckily, tell you, the system is not set up to help anybody. No, definitely right. not. Mm-mm. Gosh, we're going to get into one of these. <laughs> downer. <laughs> Total downer, man. <laughs> well, I can turn it around because I have a great story to tell. Okay. Okay. This is a several part series. <laughs> um, this is a story by Pamela Stonebrook. Stone, yeah, Stonebrook. She's a jazz singer. She's 52 years old as of 2006. So she's 60 something, 64. You could literally make up any number. Like, not <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Pamela says, my first sexual encounter with an alien was unlike any lovemaking I've experienced before. It was intense and enjoyable. And without getting too graphic, he was so much larger than most men. <laughs> trying to be very serious. <laughs> um, I remember exactly how I felt when I saw him the first time. I awoke from my sleep to find myself making love to what appeared to be a Greek god. At first, I assumed it was an exceptionally lucid dream, but the sex was very intense. And as I closed my eyes, I was overwhelmed by how comfortable I felt with this unknown being. The next time I opened my eyes, he had transformed into a reptilian entity with scaly, snake-like skin. It was then I realized I was making love to a shape-shifting alien. <laughs> that that happens so much. Oh, it's so common. <laughs> if I you had a dollar, and then you find out that he's like a scaly being from beyond the stars. <laughs> Sensing I was scared, the alien whispered, the reptile whispered, "We've always been together. We love each other." <laughs> the orgasms were intense. When I tell men about my reptilian experience, they find it difficult. Do they? (laughs) I would think they would just be like, awesome. Right. And then never call her again. (laughs) So then she began to be regressed via hypnosis to see if she could find out what happened to her. It was fascinating. It brought back lots of memories that led me to believe I'd had more than one alien encounter. It was amazing because I'd always found extraterrestrial, the extraterrestrial world ludicrous, but I began to see things differently. So she has a relationship, and um, his name is D- 
Dilumn. D-I-L-U-M-N. Several people have seen our alleged daughter, Aaliyah, around me. I must admit, I've experienced both of them, but not for a long time. Dillman was much taller and wore no clothing, such as that depicted in the image above. I'll have to find that. Oh, yeah, he's a looker. Uh, picture like... I can't even describe it. I'll, I'll just, I'm going to send you guys the picture. Dillman. <laughs> Um, as he, sh- okay, he showed himself to me. He said we were mates in another place. I was one among many females he had across the universe. Really? Ain't that the truth for most men in their realities and right, sexual yeah. experiences here and there? Talk about group sex and parallel experiences. I like her. I've, al- <laughs> I've also, she's like, she really gets around. She's had experiences with a gargoyle alone and with groups of people doing remote viewing but nothing sexual this was with groups of people on upstate new york adventures and viewed by everybody the energies of the gargoyle are the same as dillman for in truth he is dillman and (laughs) and the very tall insectoid alien gray teacher named solux who visits from time to time so yeah pamela stonebrook the uh caption above her picture says Pam had sex with a six-foot-tall alien. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I like how she has like all the same problems. Like he's like gaslighting her and oh, stepping yeah. out all over the universe. She's like, well, you know, he is a man, right? Hashtag not all men. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not all reptilians. <laughs> I can. I wonder if we could say reptilians are trash. <laughs> Probably not. Like you'll Earth. definitely get zucked for that. <laughs> oh yeah, because talk he's about his people. <laughs> he's a reptilian, isn't he? I forgot yeah. about that. So she's she's in love with him, and it's okay. I mean, he's not from her reality, so he can do what he wants. I guess. I guess, and they have a child together. She says they have a child that that appears around her. Okay, so we're guessing that the child is not, like, in this dimension either. Right. I wonder what the implications of that are. If, like, one parent is, like, bound by a dimension and the other one, like, can move freely. Like, can she do it, but she's bad at it? You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like, know. Have, like, I just... limitations in her life? You know, I'm, like, worried about this child now, you know? <laughs> what if it's do the other reptilians make fun of her? <laughs> yeah i don't know it's i think it's probably a rough life being an interdimensional reptilian child of a human and a reptilian six foot tall reptilian man it makes me think of like uh wasn't it supposed to be like uh angels would have relations with human women and then they would give birth to like demons or those giants or whatever was that a thing yeah okay yeah, it was like a special kind of like human alien Nephilim. I mean, human uh angel hybrid. But they were evil. Right. They were well, they maybe they weren't evil, but they were like they defied the natural order. Or maybe I've just watched too much supernatural. That's possible too. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz now I'm thinking like everything I'm hearing, I'm hearing in Castiel's voice, so 
Right. (laughs) (laughs) I did only go to Sunday school until I was like nine years old. I pretty much only remember the Heifer Project. Mm, I don't know what that is either. You don't know what that is? It was like a fundraiser thing that we could do. But mm. now that I'm older, I understand it. But I, when I was a kid, I like got really mad because I thought the that literally the only point of it was so that we could earn like little cow shaped erasers. <laughs> but <laughs> the Heifer Project is like an international organization that you like you buy like you spend twenty five dollars and that buys a family a flock of chickens so they can have chickens. And they can eat eggs for the year or something like that. But (laughs) I remember being a kid and being so angry every year because I'd be like, I don't want these stupid erasers. (laughs) 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 Yep, that's the story of Pam. Yeah, she doesn't look too bad in this picture. Oh, wait, now I can see your face. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, he was large. He's quite a bit larger than she thought he would be. So she must have been <laughs> looking like if she woke up to him. You could probably tell, right? Yeah, but like she must be, she must have been like trying to, you know, woo him. <laughs> <laughs> because she was, it doesn't sound like she was surprised at all when she woke up. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just like, hey, here's this big scaly guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how their scales work, you know? I don't know. And it looks like. Because if you go the wrong way on scales, it's like rough. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. And it he's like wearing like a gold, uh, like muscle shirt and like a. It's kind uh, of like a onesie with like <laughs> underwear on. <laughs> wearing a golden onesie (laughs) (laughs) so you know it looks like he's he's packing yeah in this picture i had to share that because uh you know it was exceptional right (laughs) it was good all right i've got a story from let's not meet from the user tufted wisdom it's called a bed for the night And it's about the user's great-uncle John, who lived in the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And it says that in the late 1960s, John was traveling by train from his village to visit uh, his family. He had to change trains at one point and was dropped off at a platform, but it was just a hut in the middle of nowhere. There was no one else at the station other than a dirt road that led off into the surrounding woods with nothing there. So he waited for some time, but no train came. It was winter and getting darker and colder, and when he started to worry about a place to stay and some food to eat, an old woman appeared. She asked if he was waiting for such and such train, and he said he was, and she said it wouldn't be long until the following day. She asked if he needed a bed for the night and offered him a meal in a room at her house, which was about an hour's walk from the station. Is this going to get sexy? (laughs) (laughs) Or she's going to see him. We'll see. (laughs) Lodging with locals was more or less the standard when traveling in this part of the USSR. And Great Uncle John was glad to accept her offer. He took his suitcase and they set off down the dark road into the forest. It was more than an hour away, almost two hours away. And by the time they arrived at her small two-story house, John was tired and hungry. 
They went inside. The woman lit oil lamps and warmed some borscht for them. It was the first time he was able to see the woman clearly, and he was a bit startled to realize that the old woman was actually a man. Uh, Not wanting to pry and too tired to care, he finished his soup and asked where he would be sleeping. So she led him up the stairs to a tiny room with a window that contained a single bed and nothing else. He thanked her, they said goodnight, and she closed the door and locked it, leaving him in the dark. Somewhat creeped out by this, John called to her, but she didn't answer and he heard nothing else. He figured that he would deal with it in the morning and she had probably done it by mistake. So he set his suitcase down and laid on the bed, deciding to make the best of it and get some sleep. Before he could fall asleep, though, he felt the urge to pee and got out of bed, hoping to find a chamber pot or something he could pee in. So he gets on his hands and knees and begins to feel under the bed in the darkness, thinking that's where a pot would be if there was one. Instead, he found a body. (gasps) Nope, great uncle John said, and went right to the window to see if he could exit the room that way, and it was nailed shut. (gasps) He knew if he remained in the room, he was probably a dead man. (coughs) But mm-hmm. if you broke the window and tried to get out that way, there was a good chance that the old woman and who who knows who else was there would hear him and come into the room before he could get away. So he did the only thing he could do. He pulled the body from under the bed, heaved it onto the mattress and covered it with a blanket. And then he got under the bed and waited. About an hour later, he heard footsteps coming slowly up the stairs and then toward the room. The lock clicked, the knob turned slowly. In the gloom, John saw someone move toward the bed and then he heard several... sickening thuds the person had bashed the body on the bed with a large crowbar which they then dropped on the floor right in front of john there was silence and the person went out of the room and the door shut again the footsteps went down the stairs and then there was silence again john moved out from under the bed took the crowbar and was able to slowly pry the window open when the window was up he threw a suitcase out then dove through not caring what was below him only what worried about what was behind he landed without too much injury and began to run into the field behind the house towards some lights in the far distance. It turned out to be a highway with some military and transport trucks on it, and he was able to get a ride to another village where he could catch a train. He didn't bother for reporting what had happened to the authorities, since at the time in the USSR, there was a distinct chance that he would be the one who got into trouble. So he just thanked God that he escaped and decided the next time he traveled to visit relatives, he would take another way. What? Isn't that so crazy those eli roth movies hostel oh hostel yeah oh, oh god. my god that's like everyone's nightmare i know like how would you not just like shit yourself you know oh my god you know um do you know what borscht is yep uh is it some sort of sausage something no oh. it is beet, <laughs> beet soup soup oh yeah. <laughs> it looks like clumpy blood. Yeah. Oh, good. It was probably freaking entrails from these people that she's been <laughs> murdered. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what borscht was either, and I was so I looked it up while you were reading, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's beet it's soup." <laughs> <laughs> my dad's family's Ukrainian, so. So you've had the borscht. borscht. (laughs) (laughs) What is, how is it? Um, I don't eat it. (laughs) People tell me it's good. I believe them. Right. (laughs) Don't want to test it. Yeah. Like I like beets. (laughs) I eat pickled beets, but I don't know. I haven't brought myself to be able to eat their soup. 
Huh. Well, it was almost this dude's last meal. No kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. So when was this again? Uh, it said the early 1960s, I think. Oh, so there would Late be 1960s. any. Late 1960s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just weirdos. There were so many weirdos back then in those countries. If you look at the Russians and the Germans and everything in, in those times, they were doing weird-ass shit like that. Yeah. There's a lot of serial killers in those areas. Wow. Yeah, they don't really report them, do they? Like no. serial killers? Because I know that in the U.S. we have like an astronomical amount like compared to the rest of the world. Yep. I don't know if that's because we're like super good at it or <laughs> they're just not like telling us about theirs, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe because we... I'd like to think... I'd like to think it's not because we're like more violent or worse people. <laughs> I think but, it's just because we don't like take care of mental health like zero percent, you know? Yeah, 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 maybe. But you know what? Other countries don't. Like when you look at, oh, like, yeah. especially you look at a country like, um, I don't know. I don't think any of the European countries, I don't, I, I, you know what? I'm not European, so I'm not going to say. Right. But <laughs> I have I don't, no idea. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't seem like they're really big on mental health issues. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right? they still don't even let people be gay. But you, yeah, see, but you look at their, like, work weeks. They have, like, you know, you look at Italy, Spain. They have those, uh, like, two-hour lunches. And then everybody's home to cook dinner. There's no, nobody's overworked. Nobody's underpaid. <clears throat> nobody's, you know, there's good health care. There's, right. I don't know. There's a lot of positives. Like, there's a lot of, they're nurturing mental health before it becomes a problem, I guess. Does that make right. sense? Right, yeah, like, there's more emphasis on the family and less emphasis on, like, you know... Money. Watching the watching the TV. Yeah. Well, and making money, you know, for your bosses, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh, yeah. And you also, I mean, when you look at the history of North America, on both, like, Canada and the U.S., I mean, we were... Um, escapees. I guess mm -hmm. we didn't we didn't like the way things were going in Europe, so we came over here. We're like, screw you and your rules. Wow, that is such a crazy story. I can't even. Isn't it imagine. so creepy? <laughs> yeah, real people are the scariest. That was yeah. so smart for him to put the body up in. Oh the yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have thought to do that. I probably no. would have broke the window. I know. Cause a lot I of been, like immediately. Like, yeah. ah, ah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he, he just literally was like nope <laughs> yeah. but imagine like laying underneath that bed for an hour just like wait oh my god well that's a new nightmare now <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> don't trust anybody you really can't not even Is people this... you know nope. I was trying to tell JT that like most crimes are committed by people that, like, you actually know, you know, like murders and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Like, how are we going to teach Colson not to trust strangers, but also don't trust people he knows? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Like, I never should have had a kid. I'm, like, so worried all the time. I know. That's part of the problem <laughs> with, like, being into true crime and, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. all this other bullshit is that then, you know, like, you'll be, I don't know, I'll be talking to my kids and I'll be like, and I'll just like, you know, 
say something stupid that, and then they'll be like what is that a thing and I'll be like ah <laughs> <laughs> so the other night I uh, Jaden wasn't home she was at her dad's so I put Damien to bed and I hopped in the shower but because Mike works nights I always forget to lock the door because I'm just like well he's or he works afternoon sorry so he'll come in so I just leave mm-hmm. the door unlocked we we don't really lock doors around here and um and where is I... that exactly? <laughs> <laughs> so I hopped in the shower. I showered. Everything's fine. I get out and I realize, oh, shit, I left the door unlocked. At any point in time, somebody could be hiding in one of the closets. So I actually went around with my flashlight and my phone and checked every single closet in yes. the house to make sure there wasn't someone hiding in there. Yeah. And then sure. I'm like, maybe I need Maybe I need to take a break from the true crime for a bit. (laughs) (laughs) We actually did that when Olivia was going to babysit for uh, my brother-in-law and um, for his kids. And they have this big house and she was like all kind of freaked out, you know. And so we got over there and Lincoln and I, without even saying anything to each other, just kind of split off. And like I went upstairs checked every bedroom and every closet he went down into the basement checked everywhere in the basement we then we both checked the first floor and then we came back and like just kind of like gave each other the nod you know like everything's (laughs) fine (laughs) and then olivia was i don't know she she had to use the bathroom or something and so she just kind of looked at us like oh and we were like, don't worry, we already checked. There's no killers. And she was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kat, is, mm-hmm. uh, do you have a creepy story? I have a creepy story, but it's happening to us, like, in my home all the time. <gasps> so we just moved into this house just this month. Mm-hmm. The, no, not this month, October. We moved in October 1st. Um, and so my Damien has kind of developed this little bit of a fear of the dark. And I thought, eh, you know what? It's pretty normal. It's fear of the dark. And uh, my cat's trying to break down my door right now, which really kind of scared me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this happening? <laughs> so anyways. Um, so he's afraid of the closet. And we thought, okay, well, you know what? We're in a new place, and we never had closets in the old place, so this is it's another sort of room, right, for him to to venture into. So, this morning, we're all sleeping, and he yells at about as well six o'clock in the morning, "Mom, Dad, who's in my room?" And we go like groggily, "No one. We're both in bed. Like nobody's in your room." Yeah, come here. See this. So Mike gets up, goes into the room. Nothing's there. Nobody's there. Um, he walks back into the bedroom and looks at me. I look at him. I'm like, I don't even want to know. <laughs> I roll back over. I go to sleep. I'm like, I don't have time for a haunting right now. So fast forward to tonight. He's in the bath. Damien's in the bath. I walked from the bathroom. So his, his bedroom is right beside the bathroom. So I left the bathroom to get a towel out of the, the closet. 
as I'm walking out of the bathroom, it looks like somebody walking past his room, like in his room from one side to the other. I shit you not, I stopped dead. And I'm standing there, I turn, I look. I'm like, okay, let's replay this. So I walk back into the bathroom. I walk back out. I'm looking now to see if I can see something that would like resemble me seeing a person walking. Like I thought, yeah. oh, maybe I'm seeing like a reflection in the window. Something. Right. I did that walk four times and <gasps> I didn't see anything. And I'm just like, I can't do this. I really like this house. And <sighs> I don't even know if I believe in ghosts. So I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. Now that ghost is like, are you kidding me? I, I showed myself to her. <laughs> yeah. So you guys have been there for like a month so far. And yeah. this only started like a couple days ago. Yeah. He's been, his fear of the dark started in the last like two weeks. We, ha- we have to close all of the bedroom doors in order for him to go upstairs to go to the bathroom. And it's not a far upstairs. We only have four steps to go up to the, like the upper level. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like a back split. So, yeah. But, yeah, all the doors have to be closed, even in the daylight. We have to make sure all the doors are closed. Because if it's even remotely dark, he won't. Uh, you should see the setup of lights we have in his room right now. Like, he's got a lamp plus Christmas lights plus, like, a flashlight. It's crazy. Wow. wow. Maybe you should be burning sage or whatever they do. I know. But... <laughs> doesn't hurt anybody. I know it is a hard thing because it's like on one hand, like they're not like it's not like doing anything to you, you know? Yeah. And also like a lot of times in ghost stories that I've seen, like once you acknowledge its presence, it like amps up, you know? Yeah. That's what they right. say. So it's like I feel like I would probably just ignore it and Yeah. Cause yeah, I don't know what I would do in that situation. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Especially after um, my daughter, when we when I was with her, her dad, my ex, we were in a house that was, whoa, I, I don't even know, to, like, yeah, that that is a show in its own, the stuff that went on in that house. And the things she used to say to me, she was around the same age as Damien, and the things she used to say to me, like, she told me, oh, it was, I don't even want to talk about it, but she scared the bejesus out of me. That place scared the hell out of me. I'm t- I've, and I, and I don't even know if I believe in ghosts. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if I believe that this is real, but there was stuff going on that you cannot explain with, um, with logic, like nothing. Yeah. Like even her dad, that was the super skeptic. Like he, there was no way he was like, he wouldn't even acknowledge a ghost. He, I remember the one day he just finally said to me, he's like, yeah, you know what? There's stuff going on in this house that there shouldn't be. And I was like, oh. okay, I'm not the only one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, Thank God. That's scary. That's scary yeah. when you know that someone else does not believe at all. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, uh, something's happening here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Man. Is your house, oh, is your house like super old or anything? I don't think so. Um, the neighborhood's not very old either. I'm going to say the 70s. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So. Get in here, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Mike? Right. 
Just got to show him who's boss. Right. <laughs> Make him confront ghosts. <laughs> oh, my God. So did your, wait, was your cat around when you saw this figure? No, she, so she sleeps in our bed with us, right? So she's, she was with us. But uh, I was making a joke last night because we were talking about, um, I, he had mentioned something the night before, and I can't remember what it was that made us talk about it last night. And uh, th- so my cat's laying on me, and all of a sudden she's w- like, she's looking back and forth, like so from the dining room into the living room. She's just watching something. It, it would it would be the if somebody was walking back and forth, like she would be watching. And so I made the joke. I'm like, <laughs> she. She's sitting here wondering who the fuck this person is that we're not acknowledging. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And then you saw it. Yeah. Mm. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's creepy. I don't want it to be haunted. I really like this place. And I'm very comfortable here. Yeah. Well, maybe it's not a bad spirit. Maybe it's just, uh, you know, someone who really... Yeah, someone who really liked it and they yeah. wanted to stay. Yeah. We'll but go it does that. suck that your kid is is scared, you know? I know. I know. Okay, so when Olivia was seeing things when she was a kid, when she was little, we spoke to someone who um, was, I guess she was a medium or something. Mm-hmm. And she said that if what she told Olivia to do was to imagine that she had like a big ball of white light in the center of her chest. Mm-hmm. And then with each breath out, imagine it's like a, like a bubble, like from bubble gum or something like that. And then you just imagine that light just like filling up your house, filling up your room and then going out of the windows. And then that will, that will protect you. And clear anything out that's not supposed to be there. Well, that'd be cool. Yeah. So it made her feel better. Yeah, Yeah. it at least gives them something to like visualize other than like whatever's lurking in their room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, we're we're trying so I was reading things like don't check like if they're afraid of something under the bed or in the closet, not to check those things because you're validating that there's possibly something in there. Right. And so we that one point there was like um, a brigade of stuffed animals around his bed. I'm like, this one will watch the door. This one will watch the <laughs> <Yeah>. floor. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tonight, his one little dog is the one that he normally sleeps with is now. Um, he wanted him to face the bed and watching him sleep. So he's like, I want the dog to watch me sleep. I'm like, whatever dude <laughs> that, that as long as I get to leave this room right now <laughs> <laughs> this place is creepy <laughs> sorry kid <laughs> guys I have, I have one more story as well okay good okay. alright this one is from the same let's not meet subreddit uh, by user scars and stripes and it's room, Roommate Wanted, female only. Ooh. And this is a story about uh, 
I guess this person's uh, brother's girlfriend, Amanda. Um, and at the time she was of this story, she was looking for her first apartment and moving out of her parents' house. Um, uh, her and the like the OP's brother didn't want to move in together since they've only been dating for a few months. So she tried to search for a roommate online. <clears throat> uh, so browsing Craigslist, she found an ad titled uh, Roommate Wanted Females Only, uh, which was pretty common since the area she was in was mostly young professionals. The listing was for a room and a house for about two twenty-five a month, which was cheap compared to most other places. The occupant listed herself as a 23-year-old college student who wasn't comfortable living with any males. Um, another roommate would have their own room and attached bathroom, so, so far she was into this place. However, the listing only had a single photo from outside the property. Amanda sent an email wanting to meet the occupant and tour the house. Within 30 minutes, she receives an email back with all the details and a time to stop by. The girl worked late hours and wanted Amanda to stop by at 8 p.m. When Amanda arrives, there's a handwritten note on the front door saying, door broken, use back door. And then walking around the house, it looks nice, but slightly unkempt with tall grass, weeds, and dusty windows, but still no alarms for Amanda. When she knocks on the back door and an older man opens the door. At first, Amanda thinks she has the wrong house, but the man reassures her and says that the occupant was out and he was the landlord. And the occupant asked him to meet with Amanda since she was working late. She, he seemed pleasant and offered to show her around. Alarms started going off, but she wasn't at red alert yet. Uh, first, the guy was clearly in his 40s, unshaven, and looked like he lived in his car. Also, only the kitchen light was on. As they walked around the house, Amanda noticed one huge red flag. No furniture. Nothing. The landlord was polite and kept answering questions, but seemed irritable about keeping lights on for too long, rushing her around and only letting her look at rooms for a few moments. There was a single room that the landlord wouldn't open, telling her it was the occupant's room and he didn't want to invade her privacy. As they walk down the hallway back into the living room, he notices that the front, she notices that the front door has a plank nailed across it. So, broken for sure. <laughs> Uh, Amanda's creepometer is starting to ding, so she decides to wrap up the walkthrough and leave, but trying to be polite. As she's giving the guy her thanks for showing up bit, he perks up and states that he forgot to show her the basement. It's re recently furnished and would be a great rec room, and she should take a look down there. Uh -uh. At the time, Amanda oh, no. and the landlord are standing in the small hallway in between the front living room and the back kitchen. And this little hallway was the ba basement door. When he opens the door, it opens outward to create something of a barrier between Amanda and the back door. And the basement is pitch black. He smiles, motions down the stairs, and says, ladies first. <sighs> what happens next is nothing more than a stroke of luck. Amanda gets a text from a random person just as a random person parks in front of the house. Thinking on her feet, she pretends it's a phone call and answers the phone. And says, hey, yeah, are you here? I'll come around from the back and let you in. It's great. You have to see it. And then with a motion of confidence, she excuses herself around the landlord and walks out of the back door. She said the guy looked at her like he was just confused. <laughs> Once she was outside, she sprinted to her car and sped like hell out of there. Oh. When Amanda got home, she told her mother and uh, her boyfriend everything. The uh, cops were called. They took her statement and went to investigate. The Craigslist post had been removed. <clears throat> oh my All right. God. And then there's an epilogue. 
The house had been foreclosed over six months earlier and the property property had been abandoned. When the police investigated, they found that the closed room that the landlord didn't want her to look in was where the man had been staying. <gasps> there was a pile of old dirty blankets, rotten food, empty gallon jugs everywhere. And more creepy was he had plastered ripped up pages from porno mags all over the walls in the room. Ugh. Now, the really scary part of this is the basement. The man had tied a thin piece of fishing twine at shin level across the stairs about halfway down. <gasps> the basement was empty except for another old pile of blankets, a broom handle wrapped in leather belts, and a small box with a few rolls of assorted duct tape and electric tape. <gasps> Amanda ended oh up not God. moving in. <gasps> That's terrifying. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Am I right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, wow, I don't even know what to say. I know that's why you don't go on Craigslist, right? I know. Cat, no. <laughs> you had a super crazy house-looking story, right? Yes, that reminded me of it a little bit. I know that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> Hopefully, that it wasn't like freaking full of booby traps and <laughs> room handles wrapped with belts for some reason. What was oh, that? It's so Whoa. creepy. Yeah. Oh. Like, what would you be using like, a broom handle with, like, belts around it for? Uh, nothing good. No. No. Nothing fun. Not gonna be a Ooh, good Ooh, I time. bet that he would just, like, tie her arms, like, Jesus-style to the broom handle with the belts, right? <gasps> That's terrifying. But yeah, yeah. definitely 100% always let people know where you're gonna go. And where oh, you're yes. gonna be. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Oh, my God. So scary. And even if she, you know, like, in a situation like that, even if you have someone with me, that doesn't necessarily make you safe. No, Because right. this person's already prepared, you know? Exactly. Yeah, if you're, if you're already, like, preparing and making plans like that, like, you've already committed the deed, like, in your mind. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So you're, like, more committed to, like, making it happen. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so scary. <laughs> I'm just gonna start taking pictures of like every new person I meet ever. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> if something happens to me, then just check my Google Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> every new person I meet, I'm like, sorry, uh, you might be a murderer. So <laughs> you could make like a little placard that says like, "Hey, I met Jamie today. I'm awesome." And then, right. like, <laughs> definitely have, like, a dry a erase marker and write their name <laughs> and the date <laughs> and take a picture of them with it. Yeah, yeah. with their ID next to their face. Cat, <laughs> <laughs> what was your, your crazy story? With the, if you want to tell. Oh, yeah, yeah I'll yeah. tell it. Yeah, so, tell it. It started, it started with a strange phone call with Mike because we were looking for places to move to. And it was a, a the woman called to set up the appointment to look at the house. Um, and she made a point of asking if Mike was coming alone. Now, he was the one that was supposed to go to the place, not me. So um, when I got there and I had brought the kids with me because he had to work. So I was like, well, I'll go with the kids. Um, I got to the house and the person living there was outside. This guy was about seven feet tall. I kid you not. He was a giant and he seemed nice enough at first I was, he was like you know well 
Roman's not here yet, but uh, if you want, I can show you inside the house. And I was like, okay, cool. But I, you know, my hackles are up. So I was only going to be at the front door. I'm like, I'll be with my back to the front door and we'll walk in. But somehow he got in between me and the front door and he was standing there. And we were in the house, like me and the kids are in the house. And I was like, oh, shit. And I looked over and there was a fly, um, the fly buzzer thing, you know, the, the, what are those things called? The electric lamps? The fly zappers? The fly zapper. A gigantic one, like a huge one in the, in the dining room. And he said, don't, don't mind that. We have a lot of flies. (laughs) And in my head, I'm like, from the dead bodies? Right, flies the sides of cats. <laughs> what is happening right now? So he's like, "Go on, go look at the house." And I'm, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, "Oh dear God!" Like they're, they're not very tidy people. And I'm like, "Okay, okay, okay. Just don't look in any bedroom. Stay in the hallway. Keep the kids next to you. Don't go into any room." Right. And then he's like, "Why don't you look into this room?" And I was like, "Oh, I can just turn on the light." <laughs> <laughs> so I turned on the light. I looked. I closed it. I'm like, very nice. And he's like, did you want to go in this room? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to be murdered here or here? <laughs> so we get to the bathroom. He's like, flush the toilet. And I'm like, why? <laughs> he's like, just try it. Just try it. I'm like, <laughs> I said, Damien, can you go flush the toilet, please? So I could be <laughs> on the, the outside. <laughs> like, if I'm on the outside of the door, at least. <laughs> he goes in, he flushes the toilet. I'm like, okay. <laughs> We're good. He's like, yeah. I like their backyard. He's like, yeah. He's like, there's also, he's like, oh, there was a door to downstairs, right? He's like, that's where the, that's where the guy lives downstairs. He's like, but he's very quiet, keeps to himself. And I'm thinking, is that because you murdered him? Uh. <laughs> he's like, and that's why there's flies in here. He's like, you won't, you'll never see him. He's so quiet. Like, yeah, quiet as him. the dead. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I'd quiet as a grave. Doctor. That's the yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, I would love to see the backyard now. He's like, okay. So we go walking out, and as we're walking out of the house. The landlord pulls up, and he was this skinny little scrawny man. So he he comes around, and he, he's like, "Oh, well, did you show her in the house?" And I said, "I have seen in the house. Just gonna go check out the backyard now." Oh, okay. Did did you want me to show you anything else? No, I don't want to go back in the house. I'm good. So we walk around to back, and I'm looking, and I see that there's a garden, and I'm like, "Oh, this nice. This garden is nice." And there's two pools, those blow up. Uh, those big blow-up pools, two mm-hmm. of them. Don't know why. One's probably filled with something that shouldn't be there. there. <laughs> <laughs> so then he says, the guy that lives there says to me, did you want to see the shed? No. Stupid me. I, I said yes. <laughs> so we, walk, we walk over to the shed. And it's like it's got like a screw to like shut the the door so he unscrews it and opens the door and he says i know this looks weird that i have it screwed and i'm like 
yeah, a little bit. <laughs> He's like, I'm, 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 it's just my murder shed. <laughs> he says, I'm a chemical engineer and I keep powdered aluminum in my shed because I like to fix up motorcycles. Like, none of that even makes any sense. Right. <laughs> so, so he opens the shed. He's like, go on in. And I'm like, no, I'll just stand here. It looks like a shed. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. You're like, <laughs> Damien, go get me some powdered aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Damien, walk into this obvious mess lab. <laughs> <laughs> chemical engineer just sounds like what someone who like runs a meth lab would call I know, it's so true I'm like, there's like broken down motorcycles and he's like I fixed them I'm like I'm thinking not very well like, they're <laughs> what is going happening here <laughs> so we oh left. my goodness <laughs> yeah, did not did not rent that house. We did not rent that. House. That house was up for a long time. Did you ever hear anything else from them? They had asked if we were interested, and we said no. <laughs> yeah. We told them we found something else. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, what a crazy <laughs> like murder house. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. That's so weird that they asked you to flush the toilet. Yeah, right? It's like flush yeah. the toilet. I want to. <laughs> I'm all set. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. The weirdest thing to me is like, why would he ask you multiple times to do things? Like, you already said no. Like, the end. You know? He, he was, it was, I, oh my God. And to see this guy, like, I, if I drew a picture of him, you wouldn't even believe it. He looked like, ah. <sighs> I don't know. He, do you ever, um, what's that show? Game of Thrones? You know, Hodor? Yeah. He yeah. looks like Hodor. Yeah. <laughs> we, ca- we call him Hodor in America, though. <laughs> Sorry, Hodor. <laughs> <laughs> that is my most American accent. <laughs> That's good. You sound like a male newscaster. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah good thinking don't let them like box you in you know well yeah I tried <laughs> <laughs> he was wily he yeah. was wow. that's so crazy yeah. I, you know like you think <laughs> I mean if you're anytime you're inviting someone into your home like even if you're trying to re-rent it or whatever yeah like you want to be as Unthreatening as possible. Exactly. <laughs> were were there a lot of flies to justify the giant like fly zapper? That, that thing was zapping like. Where all these flies coming from? Like there wasn't like food everywhere. It was right. They were coming from all the dead bodies in the basement. Oh yes. my goodness! Or in the back of the toilet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, true stories are crazier. I've, I've got one more if you guys would like to hear it. I'm interested. Sure. So this one's called Night Vision by Whitney Cat. 
and uh, it was the summer. Uh, she said it was the summer before my senior year in college. Uh, and her little brother, always interested in military stuff, had gotten a pair of night vision goggles for his birthday and left him at her apartment. So she says, one night I was bored and decided to try out the goggles in a wooded hiking area slash nature preserve nearby. Uh, in retrospect, this seems like a very stupid idea since I was all by myself and female, but I was young and stupid and I got myself all excited about the possibility of seeing deer and other woodland creatures in their natural na nighttime habitat. I was familiar with these woods. My best friend and I hiked there at night before and we'd never run into anyone else. Our area is mostly rural and pretty safe, so I didn't anticipate any trouble. Um, so it was a half moon that night and the only light was uh, coming down through the canopy of trees. <clears throat> so she says a couple of times I thought I heard rustling in the woods a fair distance away, but it was nothing out of the ordinary. And I put it down to animal activity, hopefully the deer I'd come hoping to see. Uh, after I'd hiked a fair distance, I found a fallen log to sit on and put on the goggles. I don't know if you've ever used night vision goggles before, but the effect is, is impressive. Uh, they turn pitch darkness into bright as day. Everything appears in shades of green, but quite bright and clear. For a while, I had a blast looking around my fallen log vantage point. Some chipmunks came and played around the leaves nearby. A big owl blinked its eyes at me from a tree branch. No deer, though, and I started to think that maybe they wouldn't be likely to come anywhere near me, darkness or no, if I sat right out on an open log. So I decided to find a place where I could be a little more hidden. I made my way deeper into the woods and found a huge tree perfect for climbing. I've always loved climbing trees, so it was nothing for me to hoist myself up a few branches and settle in to wait for my deer. I didn't get to see any. What I did see, lit up in the bright night vision green after about ten minutes of waiting, was this. A man, dressed in head-to-toe in dark coloring, making his way stealthily through the woods. <gasps> he was coming from the same direction I'd come and was clearly trying to stay hidden, moving from tree to tree and glancing around carefully before moving on again. It looked very much like he was looking for someone. It took me a few moments to notice that he was carrying something, and when I saw what it was, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. He had a knife, a big one, and he was oh gripping it as if he expected to use it in the very near future. It wasn't deer hunting season, and this was a nature preserve where any hunting of any kind was prohibited. At any rate, this guy was alone, not dressed like a hunter, and there were no deer in sight, and very few hunters kill their prey with knives. I was suddenly horribly aware of my situation. A young woman alone, weaponless, in the middle of the woods at night. And it was the 90s, so no cell phones, and even if I'd had one, I wouldn't have felt safe using it, uh, lest I draw his attention. I didn't know how I was able to see so well in the dark. I guess his eyes had just adjusted, and I was terrified he would look up and see me. I sat there, afraid to move, afraid to breathe, and watched him as he continued his methodical and stealthy process of scanning the forest for whoever or whatever the hell he was stalking. I scanned around but couldn't see anyone else, even from my high vantage point, and the sickening thought struck me that he might be looking for me. I remember the rustling noises I'd heard in the woods when I first arrived, and I thought back further and remembered something else. A white car that had followed too close behind me for most of my drive to the nature preserve. I'd been annoyed and a little freaked out at the time, but when I'd turned into the nature preserve parking area, the white car had passed me and dr driven on its way, and I hadn't thought any more of it. Now I wondered, horrified, if this was the driver of that car, if he'd circle back and seen my parked car alone in the lot and if he'd come in after me. I sat paralyzed with fear and watched the man for what felt like forever, but was probably another half an hour or so. 
there was a heart stopping moment where he paused right underneath my tree and I was sure he was going to look up and find me, but he didn't. After a while, he seemed to give up on whatever plan he had in mind. I heard him say, fuck it. And he started heading back in the direction he'd come in the direction of the parking area. Oh my God. I stayed in the tree, wet with sweat and crying until the sun came up a few hours later. Then I climbed down and still terrified, gripping the little can of pepper spray on my keychain. I made my way as fast as I could to the parking lot. The man had been there. My windshield had been smashed with a rock and someone had scraped all down the sides of the car with something sharp. Presumably a giant knife that I'm lucky to end up in my chest. Thank God the night vision goggles that let me see him before he could see me and thank God for the big tree with sturdy branches. Oh Oh my God. Like she literally just got lucky that she could see. Oh my God. That's terrifying. And that she was up in the tree. Yeah, apparently she called the police once she got back home, and they took a report, but that was the last she heard of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. As happens, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, it was like... It's like you might be able to like write off whatever until you go back to the parking lot and find that your car is destroyed, you know? Right. And yeah. then it's like, definitely that guy was like looking for her, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. Like, definitely dodged a bullet. I think we should maybe do some more of these next week, though. There's, these are super fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's I'll actually a, research this time. Yeah. Like I said, there's a <laughs> bunch of them on this, on this list on that subreddit, Let's Not Meet. Yeah. I read them, like, every night before I go to bed, so. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll pick out some good ones. <laughs> okay, that's great. Ah, uh, these are awesome. This also has, like, do you remember when Amber read, like, that Smiling Man story? Yes! Oh, yeah. yeah, this is on the list, too. Like, that's a true story. Oh, my God. That's so scary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just want to quickly say thank you to anyone who is listening and recommending this podcast, because we're noticing more listens this week, which is really exciting. So thank you so Yay! much. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. We're really thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> and um we've yeah it's just really it's exciting because you know no one listens to me at home so right. <laughs> <laughs> i literally just do this to like talk to other adults <laughs> i know me too that's it <laughs> and jamie what are we talking about next week yeah and next week we're going to be talking about the same shit <laughs> <laughs> excellent <laughs>
<laughs> All those kids' movies that we grew up watching and they were just fine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then you oh, go back goodness. and watch them with your kids and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I turned this on. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is not a good message. Yeah. No. Or like with the time I tried to watch Alf with my kids. And I just ended up crying. Because <laughs> <laughs> Alf is the only one left from his whole planet. Just made me so sad. Yeah. Aww. And like the whole first episode, I just sobbed. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, like, whatever, mom. <laughs> like, it was like, uh, are you okay? And I was like, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a funny show. <laughs> Alf just wants someone to love him and Willie's so mean right <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to eat that cat yeah yep <laughs> yeah I know if he had just like landed on the other side of the earth like wouldn't have been a problem <laughs> <laughs> Just wrong, <laughs> wrong time, wrong place. Yeah. Poor Al. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've done a good job with these stories. Mm-hmm. Hey. Oh. Hey, I like the podcast. I'm Jackson, and I'm friends with Bunny. How do I stop it? Oh, God. I I don't know how to... 